All right, Veloce, welcome back to Talking Points. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are. What a day. We've literally, literally just got back. It's half past 10 in the evening. Just got back to the office from Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. We were both there. I was sat at Stowe. You were sat at Club. Club. And I mean, obviously, look, we was we were there. We didn't watch the race on the telly, so we didn't see everything from all the different angles live. We saw what we saw from our perspectives and the screen you can see kind of yeah. in the distance. But I mean, mate, what a race. I'm just... <sighs> what I, a weekend, by the I way, I feel as a well. bit delirious, you know, but... It's crazy. It was a crazy weekend. Yeah. I mean... And, and I guess that's the, the first thing we need to talk about. There is obviously a very big elephant in the room that we will address, don't you worry. Um, but first of all, this was the first sprint race for weekend. We finished Sunday now. What did you make of it, Aldous? I actually, as a fan who went there for all of the three days from Friday to Sunday, mm -hmm. I really loved it. I thought it was amazing getting there on the Friday and knowing that there's a competitive session today. Yeah. Every single day there is a big event. Every single day there is something to look forward to. I absolutely loved it. And I thought, to be honest, the sprint race, although it wasn't amazing, I'm not going to say that it was action-packed from start to finish, I actually quite liked it. The first couple of laps were quite cool. Max obviously jumping Lewis as well, giving him the advantage for the race. I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was mm. good. And I thought the event as a whole was just, it was actually really good. I don't think that, I, mean, I think there is a few tweaks that need to be kind of made. I still think stuff like pole position. The only thing that I took away from qualifying is that seeing Lewis Hamilton do a great lap on the Friday, it didn't feel as rewarding as it should have if it was a regular qualifying session. That was the only thing. Speed King. Speed King. Oh, so cringe. Oh, I'm, sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought people were joking when I saw that on Twitter. I, 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 I was a joke. I was like telling people today, I was like, oh, it's so yeah. funny that he got speaking and they were like, what? Like, <laughs> that's actually what it said on the tyre. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think from a, so I was only there Sunday, um, but I definitely think from a fan in the, you know, in the circuit, in the point of view, at the circuit, yeah. you're getting more value ultimately. For sure, yeah. Like practice is okay, it's fine, but and essentially, you know, qualifying in some, you don't get any wheel to wheel racing in qualifying. It's a hot that, but there's still all of the you're watching the boards, seeing who comes where. Exactly. Like there's still a lot of there's a you you're getting more for your money, and, exactly. and I think that us at home watching more for your money. Now, obviously, Friday, a lot of people at work completely understand that you know it's. It's one of them that I think a lot of people didn't get to watch qualifying and, and which is obviously a shame. But at the same time, I just feel like this is inevitable. This is going to come because you've got to look from a sponsor point of view. There's more eyeballs watching. Yeah. Like overall, as much as some people are going to miss out on Friday, there's, I would love to see how different the viewing figures were on Friday, this Friday, compared to a typical Friday where it's just two practice sessions. I mean, for sure, there's going to be that excitement and that wow factor of the first ever sprint quality. So I'm sure more people tuned in, but mm. I'm also really excited to see, obviously, once again, we've just come back from the track. So yeah, there's still obviously a lot of things that are raw, but I'm looking forward to seeing in a few days time, what do people at home think about in terms of watching it after the race? Because one thing I did point out or one thing that I thought is that Although the spring quality itself was quite good, I think that we only really found out in terms of how the entire weekend looked after the race, because what impact did it have in the race? Would it have made it better or worse? So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what people are going to kind of say, uh, the people at home, what they're going to say about it. And ultimately as well, I think once the new regulations do come in, this is essentially a, a trial period for it. Yes. Cars should be able to follow more. We shouldn't be getting as many hopefully. trains. Hopefully that's the idea, right? So again, you, I, I, I enjoyed spring qualif qualifying. Yeah. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I didn't dislike it. I don't think it maybe added anything different. It was quite cool to see the fact that Fernando Esteban 
and Kimi all started on softs yeah. and all gained positions. And I didn't see that coming as well. because uh, as a fan, I thought I thought they would all start on the same tie and I was yeah, just thinking, yeah. oh, it's going to be so predictable. But seeing uh, Bottas and the two Alpines yeah, on the softs, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. It might it have been have stale if they all went on the same tie. Exactly, yeah. Right, and right. so it mixed up a little bit. But they didn't, uh, Bottas was the only person who didn't gain from, and again, he was starting up the top side. It was always going to be more difficult, difficult for yeah, well. for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall, I, certain tracks I don't think it'd work at. Like Monaco would be... Oh yeah, no, it would work at Monaco. Um, Another like seventeen laps of Monaco, yay! But obviously, we've seen it at Monza next. Monza would be interesting. Yeah, I, I think overall, in terms of the bigger picture, I think it was a success, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to be like mm. in Monza as well, because that's another track that you can overtake. And it definitely had that feeling of almost another safety car restart. And of course, we had a little bit of carnage with Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez. So mm. for me, I think it was a success. I think it worked. I think. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward and what like the long lasting effect of it will be. But I really enjoyed it as a fan from the grandstands. I got, as you said, more for my ticket. I got yeah, more yeah. for being there. And yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I think overall, I've got quite positive set. It's yeah. one of them where I think it's also, it's important to, to try because we're all guilty of like not liking change and yeah. being averse to these things. And, and it's one of them that it, it wasn't perfect. I don't think it was perfect, but it was good to see. I think maybe they'll make some changes going into Monza. My, my, I'm sorry, my biggest issue is you can't, not speed king, just <laughs> oh call God. qualifying, qualifying, and yeah. then call the sprint race, just sprint, F1 sprint. I'm cool with that. Um, but then obviously, so we had Friday, we had yeah. the sprint, Sunday, race day. And it didn't take long for things to get controversial let's just say now yeah. i, I want to say first and foremost like there's been i mean we you you can't get a signal at silverstone the, the the 4g was terrible yeah um but on the way back i was looking at my phone and wow like things were going off online and, and I think, by the way, he was in the back of the car kicking off so clearly was, there was a lot of controversy it was a lot going on I, look it's one of them I, I i i don't like a lot of the sentiment i'm seeing around people chucking very very like toxic and abusive allegations around like look these are the, these lads are racing they, they were about 180 miles an hour that accident happened at the the the, the fine margins there you know yeah. you can, if you think oh lewis should have given him more space whatever like the the difference is is millimeters in, in input not even that like it's it's crazy so it's just one of the things that i think we all need to just I'm sure tomorrow everyone will be feeling a bit more chilled. It's very emotional. I get why people the dust needs to settle. Are angry, but obviously we've been, we've been looking at it lives. We we're talking about it all on the yeah, car trip. Exactly back. what we thought. For me, at the time when the incident happened, to explain Hamilton Verstappen come together. Yeah, um, Verstappen. I guess first and foremost, obviously it's huge crash. Fifty-one G. Fifty-one I mean, G. That's heavy. I mean, I didn't get a perspective. I could see it on the screen, but it's difficult to get a perception because it's, yeah. it's fuzzy as well. When you're when you are a fan, you only see obviously what's in front of you in terms of what corner, and there is a there is a screen showing the action. So you're never going to get a proper kind of high definition. You're you know you've got all of the angles, so it was tricky to see, but it looked like a big crash straight away. But we did see Max Verstappen out of the car, so that's the kind of I definitely get what you mean with. There's been a lot of stuff said about Lewis Hamilton, but all of the fans saw pictures of Max Verstappen out of the car looking okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was very tricky. And, and again, you're always going to, I'm sorry, like you're going to get these Muppets who celebrate when someone has a crash. Like that's never on, like, that's never acceptable because that was like very, very, that was a huge accident. Yeah. Huge it's, accident. Same, I think that's a pretty much the same G-force as Grosjean's crash. Very similar. It yeah, was in the and, 50s. And it just shows you like the, the size of the incident. And it's because 
it is one of the quickest corners on the championship. Really, I mean, that's yeah. unbelievably quick corner, and it is just unfortunate that it did happen to have that. And I think it's just. It's two guys. I mean, in terms of my viewpoint, I mean, just the raw emotion. Again, I haven't seen all the angles or anything. I just saw it from a fan's perspective on the screen and a few little angles there and there. It To me, it was just, it was definitely Lewis's fault. I'd give more of the fault to Lewis, but at the same time, I can definitely see ways in which, in which Max could have left a little bit more space because looking at some of the limited angles that I have seen, he knows Lewis is on the inside. And I feel like it is Max's corner. If he just gives him a tiny bit more space, just know that Lewis is there and he might go a little bit wide and understeer. Maybe, maybe he could have pulled it off cleaner, but at the same time, Lewis Hamilton, he also did miss the apex by quite a bit and just understeered off into him. So it's, it's mm. such a tricky one. It is one of those just crazy race situations where two quick drivers absolutely no giving no quarter barely any space between them and they just managed to collide i think at the end of the day the penalty was fair some people called for the penalty to be even harsher i kind of i do get that but i feel like for the race that would have just it's always so difficult with hindsight isn't it because obviously yeah. the the result of what happened was really bad but at the time i thought 10 seconds was about fair i did expect a penalty to be fair yeah I, so so i've seen again because Baldass ripping it down the M M40. Yeah. I, I was in the back. So I've seen... At the speed limit, by Obviously, the way. obviously. I didn't specify a number. Okay. Uh, I, I've seen a few more angles. So I've seen Max's on board. I've seen Lewis's... We saw Lewis's on board at the start. Max's, yeah. I think, took a bit more time to come out. I, I hadn't seen Max's on board until we drove back. So at the time when I saw it, again, on the screen and see the back, I definitely... My immediate was like, well, Lewis didn't hit the apex. So he could have pulled the car in more, could have given Max more space. Um, having watched Max's replay back, what I found really interesting, I think um, Karun Chandok did a little segment. I saw it, it was a very blurry video on Twitter. So, But it looked to me like Max turned in as if he was following the racing line. His initial turn in for me was heading towards the apex. But then he realizes Lewis is there, chinks to the left, and then Lewis, because he hasn't hit the apex, is yeah. running a bit wider and they come together. Now, I, 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 I put a tweet out because I was Clayton. I was like, this seems very similar. And 2019, Bottas versus Hamilton, same corner, same the aggressor, as in the driver who's behind trying to overtake, yeah. goes on the inside. Obviously, they're teammates. I get it's different, but they were racing wall to wall. That was a great little battle yeah oh, for sure like, no amazing. one expected i don't think anyone expected Bottas to get lewis back yeah Bottas came out of nowhere and pulled off a great overtake in a in a difficult yeah. corner but we have seen overtakes there before as well and and in that one Bottas hits the apex yeah. but also lewis Gives doesn't turn in on the racing line so the more i see that i think i still think hamilton's slightly more at fault but be, because ultimately he's on the inside he could it's on him to slow it down more. I think I, it's, I feel. it's such but, a tricky one. I don't think it is just black and white because I think... But Max turned in like Lewis wasn't there initially. So that makes me think more racing in. So I, I, I still think I think it's fours, slightly yeah. more Lewis culpable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not... I don't believe for a second it's it's a cut and dry. I don't believe for a... I mean, people try to compare this to Senna and Prost at Suzuka, which I'm sorry, that's no, absolute no, no. nonsense. Like, I don't, there was on. no malice in it. It was just... There just wasn't. And you've, got to, and you've got to understand, especially from Lewis Hamilton's perspective, is that some people have called it a desperate move. And I actually half understand that because, again, yeah, the that. pace that Max had in the sprint... Lewis if, has got to make that move then. Lewis has got to make that. So it is a mm. bit of a desperate move. But at the same time... The move was there. He was side by side. It wasn't as if he just dived. It wasn't as if he was never side by side and he was just diving it. I agree. I think nowhere. Lewis is entitled to position his car on the inside for that corner. 
and we see we've seen again in 2019 I think it was a McLaren and a Renault on the first corner went side by side through there we've seen I know remember Alex Albon oh boy he overtook Kimmy on the outside don't shrug producer Matt I'm sorry he did he overtook Kimmy he was kind of off the track to be fair um, but what I'm saying is I don't look, I saw Christian Horner afterwards saying no one makes a move on that corner like yeah disagree on that which is not true yeah. um, that's factually incorrect Christian I, I, but I get tensions running high he wants to protect yeah, his driver his emotions yeah for sure I you get, could I tell that was him. like we didn't. We couldn't see much because we're going home. We can't yeah. consume all the media. But from what I've seen, that things were very like Christian gave yeah. Max put a mad tweet out, being like mad disrespectful about Lewis celebrating and that. I'm just like, I oh think that's my a bit. But the God. thing is, that bit I I disagree with that on Max. I get obviously his emotions are really running mm. high. I mean, he just had a big accident. Thankfully, he was okay. But Lewis doesn't know all of these things. And I, again, I don't think there was any malice. And I feel like... Lewis asked if, if Max was all right. Yeah, we did check the team radios. Well, I listened thing, to the team radio. Back. Yeah, we listened to that in the car. And Lewis does ask uh, Bono, you know, is Max okay? And Bono says, yeah, Max is out of the car. Yeah, he's out of the car. And that's all the information Lewis has. So it's not as if he's celebrating because he knows Max is in the hospital. I think all of that, some of that that I saw is completely ridiculous. Like Lewis doesn't know that information. And so I, I feel like that's just overjudgmental from a lot of people. Like just taking it too far. I agree. I, th I think that's a... That's a look, all 20 like we've seen this we've seen this in motorsport it's a dangerous sport and yeah. all of these lads you know put their lives on the line right anyone who races a, a, a motor vehicle is putting their lives on the line because it's it's dangerous humans aren't meant to go that fast and sometimes collisions happen sometimes the most innocuous incidents result in the biggest you know outcomes and i i just don't I completely disagree with this, like the, the sentiment that I've seen where it's like, Lewis was trying to kill Max and all this stuff. Like, um, they're racing hard. Like you can't- And they're fighting in a really tough championship And I'm sorry, as well. there's absolutely like, I just thought there's, there's no intent. There's no malice there. I completely disagree with that. And these things do happen. I think obviously what I will agree with is the fact that, you know, this, this hasn't been Lewis's first mistake this year. Yeah. He also for sure. he definitely doesn't, as I know very well, that he does not like a Red Bull on the outside. Albon yes. twice, now Verstappen. How many times are you going to mention Albon in, in Look, this video? Come on, just let just me leave it. Okay, the Albon thing aside, the last <laughs> thing I want to say about this is, what did you think of the penalty? Did you think 10 seconds was, was it too harsh? Was it perfect? Was it okay, with so the union? I, I, and also, do you, think, do you think there should be some other action? Because something that Max said is that the penalty was not, he, Max suffered a lot more than that 10 second penalty. But again, the question is what we have to decide on and the FIA have to clarify, I don't know if they've clarified it or not, is does the outcome, should that have an impact? So imagine Lewis does the exact same input, but maybe Max turns in a little bit later, they touch, but Max can carry on. He goes on to the outrun, carries on, slots in behind Lewis, they carry on the battle. Should Lewis still get a 10 second penalty? I don't know. Like, what do you it's think? It's such a tricky one. Oh, we got me and him go backwards and forwards. Because the fact that it happened, time. I get it. The fact that it happened on the first lap and then Lewis won the race. That is a big factor. I get I think. whatever Stappen fans are upset. Like, and it would be the, if, if it was the other way around, Hamilton fans would be upset. Like, yeah. let's be real. Like, let's be, yeah. If we're being like 100% honest, like if this, if the inverse happens in Zanvor and say, you know, mm. Max crashes out Lewis Hamilton, 
I mean, what are the Dutch fans going to do? You know, they're going to be exactly the same as the British fans. So and you wouldn't expect, I'm sorry, you wouldn't expect Max to not celebrate. I wouldn't expect that of him. Exactly. Like, like it's just, it is what it is. And I think, yeah, it, it's a really interesting one. I feel like this is going to just keep on brewing. It's just another one of those. Again, I, I still think it's Lewis Hamilton's fault predominantly, but I also think that Max had a big part to play in it. It was just, to me, it was a racing incident where Lewis should have got punished. But the fact that he won it, it makes it look worse. It that makes it thing. look if a lot finished, worse. I think, if he finished in third place or even in fourth, I don't think people are kicking off as much, but the fact that he had the pace that he had, because he was quick, like let's not act as if Lewis Hamilton never had a chance of winning that race, but the fact that he did, I think it just almost sticks that dagger just a little it bit does, more. It does, yeah, and it really, like, the emotional side comes out. I, look, sure. I, I understand it, but at the same time, it's, it's you got to try and be as objective as possible. Yeah, I think it's things. just, yeah, I mean, moving on from this interview, but, but anyway, yeah, this could be like a whole episode by itself. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the gap now between them in the championship, I believe is about five points. I'm going to have to take your word for it. I mean, it's got to be close because he was just, I think he was just over a win ahead, so it's got to be close. 182 up. to 177, I think. Um, Sergio snatched yeah. fastest lap away from Lewis at the end, so that stopped him getting the extra point. Yeah, that was so. quite interesting obviously Sergio doesn't get the extra point but Lewis doesn't get it either and yeah. all of those points might matter they might add up mate but um well I mean we've talked about that a lot already yeah that's yeah I think what we should do now is just go into the head-to-heads because then we can just talk about every, every driver, driver yeah, as much as we can as much as we can and by the way again if we miss something you know we do apologize we didn't get to see every single detail of the race <laughs> yeah. because you obviously you only have like one perspective really and I mean I'm very sunburnt you're, oh yeah you're holding Got it a bit better on. Oh, mate I'm loving it I'm, I'm very pink right now so I might be a bit delirious I do apologize um we'll start with Mercedes yeah might as well Bottas Hamilton. Shout out to Bottas though, because he played the team game. Again, the team saw that Bottas was not yes. doing anything. He wasn't making any inroads. He wasn't actually he let putting Charles under any pressure. And they decided to do the classic kind of inverse. You know, if you, uh, they, they decided to swap the man. Lewis, if you can overtake Charles, great, you can keep that position. But if you can't, we'll switch back. And again, that's that's straight from the top. I don't that's think switching back though. I, 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 I think if Lewis doesn't make that move on Charles, I don't think, I don't think they're switching back. Because like it's, it's, this is potentially eighth world title. Yeah. Like every point matters. And what the difference between it's what, 18 for P2, P2 and 15. And yeah, fifth for P3. So there's three points in it. I mean... It's but, a tough one. But in terms of the head-to-heads, actually, it is a tricky one because at the end of the day, Lewis didn't look, make that mistake. I'm sorry, but, but also, in terms of pace, Lewis had a 10-second penalty. And still, yeah. And still finished way ahead of Bottas and had more pace. Bottas couldn't get past Norris. Yeah, he only he was... jumped Norris because of exactly. Lando's bad pit stop. I was watching that the entire time. The gap was not closing at any point. Bottas was just stuck behind Norris. But I do still give, again, massive props to Bottas. I'm going to go with Hamilton in terms of the head-to-heads because he had more pace. He was the only one that could realistically win that race. But Bottas does deserve credit for being, for actually allowing him through because he could have just, you know, stuck I by... Mean... I was surprised. I wasn't expecting... I'm trying to give Bottas something. I mean, you've got to work with me here. You've got to Let, work with in me. In terms of the actual pace, Lewis was all over Valtteri. Yeah. I, I don't know what that tells us, the fact that Valtteri let Lewis pass, because as far as what I think is that George is already signed, I, I, that's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what I think. I've just... George has carried himself. Maybe it's just because he's driving great. Yeah, but if I've lost, if I've just lost my seat, I'm not, I'm not letting the place through. Yeah, although, that's although, what I mean. Bottas maybe doesn't know. So that's what I mean. Yeah, but maybe exactly. Maybe Toto's kind of been in George's ear, and then I, I mean, we're talking hypotheticals right now. We're, but again, very hypothetical. But I'm yeah. going to go with Lewis in terms of this head to head. I think yeah, in head to head, I think if we're just talking race performance, we've got to give it to Lewis. Although I still think you know, respect to Bottas, he did yeah. the he did the right thing in the team game. That's why Mercedes are. That's why Mercedes have the championships they do. Well. So uh, 
a good constructors day for Mercedes P1 and P3 a yeah. very very bad constructors day for Red Bull Racing yes Max Verstappen Sergio Perez head to head I mean, first of all, from the Max, just to really quickly go over Max, I don't think, I mean, when you look at the weekend as a whole, he didn't do much wrong, like just qualified behind Lewis. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just maybe a few scrappy sectors, jumped him at the sprint, exactly mm -hmm. what he needed to do, and then just got a little bit unlucky in a wheel-to-wheel -wheel collision with him. So I feel, I feel like Max... Yeah, Max quickly, checked out in the sprint race, didn't he? Yeah, he checked out completely, and Lewis was never, was never able to kind of really overtake him. So... I feel like but that's why Lewis again. I feel like that's why exactly. Lewis, he was when like, people, I need to go for it. I get what, yeah, I get what people are saying, like desperate. So for because sure, he needs to make that move for this head to head. I mean, it's got to be Max because this yeah. was check. This was a bad weekend from Checo. I yeah. think from the sprint, Not great last weekend either. And the thing is, again, we were talking uh, when we in the build up to the Silverstone Grand Prix, and we were saying, oh, you know, but even though whatever happens in the sprint doesn't really matter because it's all about the race. Checo wasn't able to make a massive impression in the race. I didn't see him. He was kind of stuck behind for a while. You know, he's he messing about at the back at of the least grid. Two different trains. Different. Yeah, he was all over the. He was. He all ended over the up P sixteen, but they did pit him twice. Third, yeah. I think he pitted three times because. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, because he was stuck in a train. They pitted him yeah. on mediums to try and see if he could make his way back through. He got stuck in another train, and they pitted him again to get fastest lap off of Lewis. Mental. So, I mean, yeah, Sergio. Yeah, I mean, it was that mistake, wasn't it? He dropped it all by himself and at it the also, end of and, Beckett's. And it also just shows how much that sprint race really affected it because in, let's say, in an alternative universe, Sergio Perez is like fourth or maybe even third on the grid mm. for the actual race. If Max and Lewis have that collision, Sergio Perez might be there to pick up the pieces and win. Maybe. So this was a bad weekend for Red Bull. It was a bad weekend for Checo. But the real big test for Red Bull will be how they bounce back. The great teams, and we've seen Mercedes do this mm. time after time, Definitely. they bounce back after poor weekends and Hungary is going to be a great test for them. Definitely. But yeah, Max for sure. Yeah, Ma Max has got... He was, he was amazing all Max weekend has long. Got, I, I will quickly say again, I, I, we know how good Sergio Perez is. And the yeah. fact that he's, don't get me wrong, definitely doing better than Gasly and Albon. Yeah, third time. Definitely. Just to clarify this, because there was a tweet that you and Hayden posted on my Twitter that suggested otherwise. Um, but we all know why that happened. I'm sure you've watched the video already. Um, but also, like, I'm not being funny. You know, we know how good Sergio is, how consistent. He's one of the most consistent pairs of hands in Formula One. Yeah. And I just, I just, just like the, the quality gap is, I worked out the quality gap when they both got to Q3, average 0.42 seconds. I'm sorry, Sergio's not a driver who qualifies half a second behind his teammate. Like, yeah, that quality gap is still there, but he's the always, race pace is better. The race pace, yeah, but it's still not at Max's level. I'm sorry, uh, and and the reason that gap is there, and this is what I mean. I'm not taking anything away from Sergio. I think Sergio's a fantastic driver. This is all on Red Bull. The fact that now three drivers have gone in and can't qualify within 0.4 a second at Max Verstappen. I'm not. It's, I half I half agree and disagree with that because but you look at the you look at the qualifying gaps of of all the other new drivers. Who've come I get in. the stats, but this season is so much closer than especially like twenty twenty twenty. I feel like this was oh, just... yeah. But I'm just talking about teammate comparison. I get yeah, but the, I I know exactly what you mean in terms of like the quality gap is kind of there. But if in the bigger picture, I still feel like Sergio Perez is doing enough. He's still doing a decent job. This was just a bad weekend. Just remember, he was third mm. coming into Silverstone, and now he's fifth. Nice I think fifth, it just shows yeah. how tight this championship yeah. is. No, don't get me wrong. It and is tight. those margins matter. Yes, he still needs to improve in qualifying. No doubt about it. But he's up against Valtteri Bottas, a decent qualifier, and Lewis and Max. I mean, mm. they're probably some of the best yeah. ever. So it's it's a tricky Look, one. I, all I'm saying is I, I just think that Red Bull definitely are favouring Max Verstappen in terms of the setup, in terms of the package, because there's no yeah. way Perez should be this far off in qualification specifically, I'm talking about.
again, I think going and, into and this race, he was third. I mean, that's so when you look at the big picture, it's like, I think it's yeah, just when one, you look one at performance by performance, it. you know, it's, it's, it's a, a tricky one. But anyway, anyway, Max, we should actually move. Yeah, Max, Max yeah. wins that head to head. Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, mate. easy driver of the day. Comfortable, mate. I can't believe how well he drove. I can't he believe he looked it. so comfortable for so long as well. And yeah. it just Lewis got him with two laps to go. I was gutted. I was the I think I was the only person 100%. I was surrounded by Lewis fans going bad. And I'm just like, no, Charles. Because yeah, when Charles was going past like in uh, P1, there was about two or three people right at the back. Like we could not even see him. They were like, phenomenal. yeah, go Charles, go Charles. Phenomenal. And then when Lewis, it was just it went mental, but so good. Jump I mean, Bottas at the start. Jump Bottas. Obviously profited from the accident, don't get me wrong. Never never looked, to be honest, never even looked like he made really that many mistakes. I mean, it was just no. Especially after, and we, we were critical of Charles. Now, I'm a big Charles Leclerc fan, but if about, if it doesn't matter what driver it is, whether I like him or dislike him, and I don't really dislike any driver, to be really honest, but if they had a bad weekend, we're going to talk about it. And Charles had a few scrappy, yeah, a few scrappy uh, weekends in both. He's got uh, a mistake in him, for sure. But then he just comes out with this performance and totally blitzes it. I mean, he almost Mad. won it. And I was super surprised Mad. because when, obviously, Charles was ahead of Lewis at the restart, I thought, oh, you know, two or three laps, Lewis again, DRS, see you later, Charles, you can fight for the podium. But no, he kept him behind and even passed the pit stops, and it was right at the end with two laps to go. But overall, incredible race by Charles Leclerc. Well, it's funny because he was talking about kind of issues with uh, the engine, engine output. Yeah, yeah, power just dipping a bit. But to be fair, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just him being extra nervy after what happened in Monaco yeah. After and being P1 in the race and just being super like sensitive to, oh, like is something wrong? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe there was an actual problem. Um, but at the same time as well, like, yeah, the way he just, th those gaps, I remember I was sat there watching the gap between Charles and, and the cars behind for the majority of that race. He looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. It was, it was Lewis after he pitted, just kind of slowly made his way through. Um, but I mean, it was, it was such a good performance from Charles and Carlos had kind of a, a again, like Sergio, a bit of a scrappy, scrappy. weekend. Yeah. Well, Cause he, he was P12 cause he spun in sprint qualifying he when him and George sprint, came, yeah. came, came together. So yeah, that was a bit of a, yeah, that was an unfortunate one. It was just again, got a grip drop for that. Didn't he, he did. Yeah. Three places at the, to be honest, at the time I thought. I understand it, but also thought, you know, it was kind of on the edge because it was super close. Like I haven't George, seen that one back. It was honest. a trick one. But either way, he got a three-place grid penalty uh, in terms of George Russell, and then Carlos Sainz was on a bit of a recovery drive, but he did a decent job. I think he was behind, uh, I mean, he kind of got Ricardo. the most out of it, to be honest. He was he, stuck behind Ricardo for so long. Yeah. That, like, I think credit to Daniel for keeping him behind because, yeah, like, Carlos was... The, the concentrate, if Daniel made the slightest mistake, Carlos would have got him. the entire time, every single lap. I mean, Carlos Sainz was right there on the DRS. So I think, I think Carlos came back from, I think he started P12. He qualified. Qualified, yeah. Qualified P12. So P12 to P6 on the face of it. It's I still think good. It's, it's a good recovery drive and it's a positive in a way. It's not a great weekend for him, but no. he can look back on it and, and say, at least I did a recovery drive. He mm. overtook the midfield, which he always needed to do. And yeah, he only got definitely. stuck behind a McLaren, which is their closest rivals. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah. um, McLaren. Talking to McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo, Lando Norris, head to head. That guy, Lando, I mean, just, he's <laughs> there again. I mean, I'm getting bored of Lando just being absolutely stunning every single weekend. Just I, so consistent. I think Lando gets a podium if they don't mess up his pit stop. It was a six oh, second pit yeah. stop, but I said a 2.2 second pit stop. You should have seen the crowd. And also, by the way, when it comes to the three British drivers, Lando by far consistently had like the biggest cheers. Like Mate. they are absolutely taking him in. Uh, yeah, it was oh, a sea of orange. That yeah. Like, when I went in 2019, it was mainly Mercedes caps mm. that I'd see knocking about. Orange 
everywhere. everywhere. It was like, the Lando effect is could have been Zandvoort, and we would not have noticed. Like it was Literally. orange everywhere. <laughs> it was but oh uh, yeah, when when he had that slow pit stop, I mean at the end of the day, it didn't kind of like affect him too much. I feel mm. like he could have perhaps had that podium, but mm. he still did a stunning job. I mean, just again consistent. And by the way, now uh, almost halfway into the season, P three in the championship. Mm. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. That five points ahead of Valtteri, I think. It's very close between Bottas, Perez, and Lando, but to be P3. Yeah. Just crazy. another, like, just professional job from Lando. Start to finish. And again, we'll never know. Maybe Bias would have had a bit more performance later on in the race. It's, it's very difficult to say. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, cause, as well, because Lando lost, relative to Bottas, he lost 3.8 seconds in his pit stop relative to Valtteri. Um, he was ahead of Valerie when they pitted by like maybe a second, second and a half lost 3.8 seconds, but then came out just behind Alonso was, was there close. as well. Alonso almost did Lando a favor, yeah. but Bottas got past Alonso quite quickly. And then Lando was a little bit stuck. Yeah, maybe and, with that pit stop, he has the podium, but I think again, it was just, yeah, he great did performance. Great like performance either way. I, I, I faultless. I, can't really, as much as I've given, I've said, I think Lando's got to be up to kind there of, again. It, it's hard to rate his performance because it's a bit of a almost boring drive. He's just there. He doesn't, he stays out of trouble. Boringly good, Lando. He's boringly good, yeah. <laughs> he just stays completely out of trouble and just Which smashes it. Which is the dream it. for a driver. And maximizing, yeah, um, that's what you want. Uh, but also, Daniel Ricciardo also had a decent- We have to talk about Daniel. He had a decent weekend, two I think. thousandths behind Lando in proper so qualifying. Close. Yeah. Fine margins. Um, of course, yes, Lando, you know, finished ahead of him. I think, you know, Daniel got a bit caught up in the sprint race. But when Lando cleared, was it Alonso, I think? Lando was caught by behind. Was Lando caught behind Alonso in the sprint race? He was, yeah. Alonso yeah. overtook everyone. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll he talk was to him a in a minute. Oh, we will talk about Fernando Alonso. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, Lando got passed. Daniel was stuck by Fernan behind Fernando for a bit. But when he did get passed, that gap was like six seconds and it stayed that for the whole race. So yeah. the race pace, they were equal. Again, in the race, Lando, I think Daniel might have got jumped at the start. I can't actually remember. I think Lando it's had a quite tricky a good start. One. Yeah, uh, Daniel Ricciardo had a few battles with uh, Fernando, I think again, but, mm. uh, and then Fernando let him pass because I think he overtook him off track. But I think for Ricciardo, it was just good to have, again, a clean weekend. But getting more of these is great, but I think for him, beating Lando now. I mean, he's got to get, he's got to build yeah. some momentum. This is great, but when is he going to start beating Lando? Because weekend. that's going to be the big test, I think. And the fact that he held Carlos Sainz, the Ferrari was yeah. clearly the quicker package. It I mean, quick, Charles yeah. was pulling away from Lando, you know, over the course of the race. He did a good job. He did a good job, but it's still not the vintage Ricardo that no, we know and but love. it's a positive. I think Daniel Ricardo fans like producer Matt should be very excited. He's loving it. Yeah, um, there we go. Buzzing for that. Because <laughs> I, I think he's getting there now. I, I've, I've said, I don't think Daniel's the most adaptable. We're now 10, was that race 10 or 11? No idea. I have no idea, but something. One of those two. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're almost halfway into the season now. So I think, um, yeah. Almost there. I want to talk about Alpha Tauri because mm. one of the surprises I didn't realize until just before we started filming that Yuki Tsunoda finished ahead of Pierre Gasly. I do not know how that happened. How did I that mean, happen? again, we, we do, okay. Yuki in the points, it. one point for Yuki. Yeah, out of nowhere. And mate, you never know, my predict, my really bad prediction at the beginning no, of this season. Aldous, listen, stop. I'm going to, I'm going to hold this L at the end of this year because my big prediction was that Yuki Tsunoda was going to finish uh, ahead of uh, Pierre Gasly. I'm going to hold this L, but still plenty of races to go. You know, maybe this is it. Yuki Tsunoda, yeah. this is it. Or maybe I'm just being an absolute mug, but whatever. The point is, 
is that it kind of came out of nowhere, to be fair. Yuki Tsunoda, one point, I, I thought Pierre Gasly was doing a good job. So I'm not quite sure. Again, I'm, I'm looking difficult forward to watching for it back. Tauri. Very difficult weekend for Yeah, and I feel like some of their early struggles in the beginning of the season where they did not maximize on their great package, I think it's coming back to bite them because the likes of Aston Martin and Alpine, they're kind of getting things together just a little bit in maybe a car that isn't mm. as good. I don't, I don't want to jump to too many conclusions because I feel like, like Pierre Gasly's qualifying record this season has been incredible. Like he's got through to Q3, I think every session um, in a car that, you know, isn't with the Ferrari and the McLaren in terms of pace, we think. I think it's still, still close What a good though. day it is. Yeah, exactly. That's And it's, maybe it's just the fact that they only had one testing session. Maybe that disproportionately affected them for whatever yeah. reason. It's very difficult to say, is it a coincidence that it happened this weekend with only one practice before qualifying? Maybe. But the fact that, yeah, I think Pierre was stuck in a train for a lot of the time. He was stuck by Kimi Raikkonen, behind Kimi Raikkonen for so long. That was a long. big train. We're going to talk about the so train in a minute. Long. Um, and Yuki, again, I had no idea that he finished ahead of him. Absolutely came out. No, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll probably an, our, an, our analysis, if mm. I can even talk, our analysis of uh, the Alpha Tauri is probably not going to be amazing no. because, yeah, it was just kind Sorry. of a crazy one. So I think Sonoda's got to take the But dub, yeah, we, we'll give it to Sonoda. He yeah. needs a dub against uh, Pierre Gasly. There you go. Yuki Sonoda, you get it. Though it's, oh no, this is race 10 because it's 10 nil in qualifying. There you go. Doors Gasly. So got got, it. come pull your finger out, Yuki. Um, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Lance oh. Stroll, Sebastian Vettel. Terrible quality, by the way. I mean, even Hayden was like, really Lance Stroll, he was fuming at that qualifying, but... P15. Once again, I mean, in the races, he just goes forward. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, if only he qualified well. Yeah, uh, Stroll, again, Stroll P8 kind of went under the radar. He was, I think, when Fernando was leading the train, Stroll, I remember Stroll was stuck behind. I saw him go for a couple of moves into, into Vale, kind of half, yeah. half moves. Um, but yeah, Stroll, I think very good like you I, he needed this especially after a few kind of little yeah inconsistent weekends where he was like ahead of seven yeah. and he was behind him uh so i think this was a decent one from uh, he was Lance very Stroll. unhappy with his car yeah. on well definitely on the friday i think on the saturday as well he wasn't too happy i think in terms of me watching stroll on the race i think though you know because even if he wasn't unhappy with the car i think this is a good performance mm. by him he was he was stuck in the train in the alonso train although a lot of people were he got close a little bit in the middle of the race but then he kind of dropped back a little bit they did have a great battle just as fernando pitted and actually uh, lance stroll jumped him yeah, and yeah. then fernando kind of got back past but i think uh, a solid weekend from lance yeah. stroll uh, and as far as like sebastian vettel he had a good start i think he jumped fernando alonso at the, at the very great. beginning he did he did. Um, but then, I mean, again, an unforced error just pinning the throttle. I think, it, what was it, Stowe? I forget now where it was actually. It was on the exit of, I know, Brooklyn. Oh, Luffield. I think it was Luffield. The left. Yeah, Luffield. Yeah, yeah, Luffield. So, yeah, just pinned Cut throttle just before the uh, original uh, kind of start finish mm. and uh, spun out. So, a, a mistake. And that could have been a. That could have been P7. Good good haul of points. So, not a great uh, not a great race by Seb. Big mistake that. That was pretty huge because, I mean, think where Lance Stroll finished P8. Yeah, I think where Seb could have finished could have been a big weekend like for Aston Martin, and that that's a really close battle between the Astons yeah. and the Alpines. And he ended up having to DNF the car, so I guess yeah, he didn't hit anything. But I maybe I they know. just wanted to retire because he wasn't going to get anything. He was actually the one thing. Yeah, I will say about mm. Sebastian Vettel, he made. I mean, I was watching him. He made no progress. He was stuck behind Latifi the entire time for lap he after was, lap. He was. So maybe there was something wrong with the car. We don't know. But he yeah, was. for sure, Lance Stroll for this one. Was it? It was a Williams, wasn't it? He was stuck behind. It was Latifi. Yeah, it was yeah. not great. We've got to talk about Alpine now. Obviously, we've mentioned the train many a time that yeah. Alan, uh, Alonso, Alonso was the conductor of. I mean, um, it was just hilarious. Because his, his start's fantastic. 
incredible spring quality. Oh, Let's just words. give a quick word on that. Oh my days. Because it wasn't even, right? So he made up one position off of the line, but yeah. it was the next few corners where he just was like, See you late, lads. Started in P11, and by the end of the first lap, he was P5. I mean, it was like... A, and then, the thing is, right at the end of Spring Quali, when it ended, then they showed Alonso start on, like, mm. the big screen. It was like a video game. I mean, I know that he was on the softer tyre, but even so, mm. I mean, it was unbelievable. The guy's race pace... Into, not, sorry, not race pace, but race craft... It's still there. I yeah, mean, just what, the moves is. he was able to the, the moves is. he was able to do, and yeah, he got overtaken by some of the McLarens. You kind of understand that, but just incredible. I mean, Honestly, he was the highlight sprint quality. He's, he's blown my mind how he's he's forty in less than two weeks. He's had two years out of the sport. I, I didn't think we'd see the same Fernando Alonso. And don't get me wrong, I think he's is he at his peak? No, I don't think so. No. But his peak is so high, like. In terms of pure talent, I'll put Fernando top 10 of all time. I 100%. believe you, you see the shirt. I, I was wearing this on the Saturday and I was wearing it on the you, Sunday. You've been rocking believe, that all weekend, yeah, man. I'm just those good vibes. I, and, I didn't uh, believe we'd see. I didn't. I, I'm, I was honestly shocked. And I, he's, in the race as well, he's he proved me wrong. Another point scoring, is, another point scoring opportunity as well. Now, again, he Consistent. was the, a massive train, a lap after lap. It was Stroll, it was Ocon, there was about yep. five other cars in the train. So, yeah, it was that was kind of funny, but a good defense and again points. And yep. I think he scored points in every single race since Baku. That was a big turning point, He's in my opinion, for Fernando. Fantastic role at the minute. He's on a great role, yeah, and also just good to watch. Yeah. Great racing as well, so for sure. But also a decent weekend for Ocon as well to score points. In I think the points. Fi finishing in P9. Still behind Alonso. A big, big uh, motivation, kind of boost of motivation. Mm. So, yeah, good weekend by Alpine, but for sure, Alonso, he is he's on a rampage at the moment. Absolutely. Man's crazy. Um, yeah. Alfa Romeo. Kimi made up a lot of positions. Mm. Um, doesn't tend to qualify that well um, recently, but he, he he loves take like what is it? He made up four places in the sprint race. Um, Antonio, no, they both had quite. Kimi was leading the train for a while as well. Again, from the grandstands, I'll be honest, mm. I barely noticed the Alfa Romeos. Although I did notice when right in front of me in club corner, Sergio Perez and Kimi Raikkonen kind of came together, and Kimi had his spin. So it's. It's a weird. You one, got a great view of that. I did. Oh, everyone went mad. And then I think Lewis was just like coming across the line or something. So we saw them like again. disappear through Vale. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, just a Red Bull reappeared. Again, it's a hard one to judge. I mean, I'm probably to be honest on pace. I think Kimi was ahead of Gio, wasn't he? I forget now. I think Kimi was ahead of Gio, but Kimi ended up finishing P15 because of the spin. Gio P13. Tricky one. I'm I'm still going to give it to Kimi though. I, I, I feel agree. like overall he was a little bit better, so I'm going to go Kimi. And honestly, the the spin I, I've seen the spin. I've only seen one angle of the spin. For me, I think Sergio was at fault for that. Oh, I, I think feel, I feel Kimi was kind of going for a gap that was always he was, going he to was close, half, I feel like he's half there. He deserved a bit more I space, maybe. Serge, yeah, I think Sergio could have just carried it around the outside and had more pace. Like he's, yeah. he's in a Red Bull. Like, I'm not, not a great funny. incident. And obviously Williams, George Russell, oh. finished P9 in sprint, so no points. Again. And P12 in the race, so still no points. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his qualifying on the Friday, I mean, he set the crowd alight. It was incredible watching him, but sadly getting that three-place grid drop and not like, I mean, I know Seb DNF'd and obviously Max did as well, but the guys in front of him, there was too many like points finishers at the end. And, he uh, lost two places at the start as well. Yeah, so you've got a, not, a bit of a scruffy race then, I suppose, and also a bit of a scruffy sprint quality as well in terms of having that contact with science. So you've got to put this one on George, but the pace was there. It was promising, but he does need to deliver at some point with the, with the points because the car was... It looked kind of there, although in the race, both of the Williams definitely went backwards. So it's kind of difficult to judge, but uh, yeah, George Russell again. I, 
a little bit more. I'd really? have loved just a tiny bit more. Latifi, it's hard to. I mean, Latifi finished P14 in the end. He held off Seb like for pretty much the entire race. Yeah. So, so that's something. As weekends go, I think you know Nicholas can be quite happy with it, but George yes. is definitely firmly on top at the minute. Yes. Um, and then finally the Haas, which something I again you don't really get the perspective because they rarely show the back markers. Is they are in a league of their own. Yeah. And in I in mean, a bad way. Watching from the grandstands, you really see that. Yeah. Um, in terms of the two, yeah, in terms of the two drivers, obviously, uh, Mazpin, I think, had a spin and spring quality again with his teammate. Like those two need to keep it clean. But then in the race, fair play to Mazpin because he fell back a little bit from Mick Schumacher. But then towards the end of the race, he clearly had a, I don't know if there was like a problem with the mixed car or whatever it was, but Mazpin had a bit more pace and actually did overtake him, in, like yeah. into, I think it was into Vale. So. Um, I've got to go with Mazepin for this one. Like ahead he, of him. Yeah, and it, he wasn't... Definitely. I think for some of the other Grand Prix, he's been so far behind Mick that it's almost like, what's going on with his pace? But here he was a lot more closer. And he actually won, of course, yeah. uh, in F2 here as well. Mm. So maybe he's got a bit of pedigree. And for this one, I'm going to go with Mazepin because it yeah. was a decent race by him. I feel like surely... I don't know. I don't know if Mick had any damage. But just the fact that on average, that, you know, Mick's been finishing a good 30, 40 seconds ahead of Mazepin. Yeah. Um, Tells me the fact that because Mazepin, I oh know Mazepin got past past him, but then that gap stayed quite kind of yeah static. But um, yeah, has bringing it up the rear as usual, as always. I think we're done, mate. We are done. What a day! What Can a you day. tell by the way that we are dead? We're trying to bring that energy, but was, yeah, we're trying we're my tired. best. But there's so much to talk about. This yeah. conversation will continue on, I'm sure, for a very long time about the incident and who was right, who was wrong. Just let's just try and be nice. Yeah. about it okay this that max is fine you know lewis didn't do it on purpose and the championship is closer and now even exactly. more exciting as well going it, into it is a more exciting championship. so thank you everyone who's listened thank you everyone who's watched our sunburnt skin um i need to go home and have a nice cold bath because yes uh, very needed. the sun cream didn't do its job um but yeah thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you on the next one goodbye